You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 88. Those people that click with you, they will actually call you to be your best, your natural, most beautiful self. That's what they came for, right? Absolutely. And so how awesome is it that you not, you're not getting paid to coach, you're getting paid to be what is naturally beautiful and powerful and proficient in you. That is where your magic as a coach actually lies. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, and thank you for joining this episode of the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and warmly invite you as we explore again this week some strategy, tool, or resource that is going to impact you in your service delivery, in the way that you build your business, or maybe a tool that you didn't even know that you needed. And you learn about it here and are ready to put it into play. Now, our guest this week is high energy and lots of fun. And we are going to explore a topic that is near and dear to my heart because it goes to the place that we can solidly settle into the value that we bring, not just to our coaching, but to the world as a whole. When we are service professionals and we work with others, there can be times that maybe our self-confidence wavers or we wonder how we're going to create our own distinction in a profession that's really booming right now. And that is exactly what we're going to talk about with Master Certified Coach Ben Dooley today. Ben comes from a varied background. He has been a professional actor and a clown and a waiter and a restaurant reviewer. He brings this plethora of experience and different ways to view the world through his different experiences into the work that he does as a coach of coaches as well as of other clients. Ben brings an incredible richness to the field. And we're going to talk about some of the resources that he makes available to the world of coaching. But what we're going to talk about today is how we find our wow right now. And we're going to explore the five words that are going to explode your confidence, explode your coaching, and solidly create a sense of being for you. So I'm not going to tease you anymore. We're going to go to our interview with Ben Dooley to explore the five words that are going to explode your coaching. I want 
to welcome Ben Dooley to the show. Ben, thank you for taking time to be with the Star Coach Show today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You bring a wealth of information. One of the things we're going to talk about is your dedication to coaching and how you have all these wonderful resources for coaches, but we'll get to that later in the interview. Um, I'm wondering, as we look at what interested in you in coaching and what brought you to the field of coaching, what would you say was your motivation? For me, I was doing personal growth seminars I was attending and just stretching myself and looking at life in a different way. And oh, cool. I didn't think about it that. That's so neat. And I was repeating a class that I had done before because I found some really great value in it. And so I wanted to repeat it and, and kind of sink it in deeper. And they said, well, if you're doing this a second time or repeating this uh, course, you can partner up with somebody who's new and then kind of help them along and, and wow. help them get you know some value out of it. So I said, well, that sounds really cool. So I got paired up with a guy and we would meet in between our weekly classes. We would, you know, call on the phone mm-hmm. and I'd say, okay, so Bob, uh, what, you know, how was, how was, how's your week been? And he'd say, well, you know, my boss is an idiot and blah, blah, blah. And he'd talk about whatever the, the problem of the day was. And then I would say things like, well, okay, so you remember the lesson that we learned last week? about this and that and this thing here. And, you know, how does that come into play with what you're dealing with now? And then Bob would go, yeah, actually, you know, thanks for reminding me about that because it really, it makes me remember that we did this and I want to do that. And the next time I see my boss, I want, and I found, and so I was telling my wife, my wife and her friend, and her friend is in the career counseling field in college and university. And so I was telling them about this saying, well, I'm learning great stuff in this class, but what I really love and what I'm getting more value is helping Bob get his stuff. And she said, well, you know, there's this thing called coaching. And that's kind of what you're doing. Yeah. And she's like, there's a thing called coaching where you can actually do this as a career and get paid for it. And I said, no, you're wrong. That doesn't make, there's no such thing. Yes, there is. Looked into it. And and there was something about it that just started making sense. Mm Mm-hmm. What I hadn't is also previously, prior to my coaching life, I was an actor in Chicago. Two varying degrees of success. I had pretty much been able to support myself through doing commercial work and radio work and industrial and training videos and kids' toys and games and audiobooks on tape and all that. I mean, I just did, I did everything. Well, and that's um, something to be said because that doesn't often happen in a coaching career. So that does show that, that you were successful. In, well, as- yeah. I mean, as an acting career, I said coaching career, but I meant it's, acting it's hard career. To, it's hard for both, actually. And one of the big lessons that I learned, there's a couple of big lessons. One was I managed to continually do enough to, to make it to survive. I would have some great months with some really great paying jobs, and then I would have kind of quiet and lean, and it would all balance out. I had friends and colleagues who were, they treated it like a business. And they went out and they, they connected with their clients and they marketed themselves. And they, I mean, for me, it was just a hobby that I was making good. That's how I was acting it. So when I stepped into coaching, and, and nobody chooses the arts, by the way, any arts, nobody chooses to be in the arts, dance, artwork, paint, music. Nobody does it to make lots of money. It is not a lucrative money-making opportunity. It is a passion. It is a passion. And there is something personal that is that is evoked and, and that wakes up and comes alive when we do that thing. 
And so, and that's why we do that. And that's why we, we take on extra jobs. And that's why we, we suffer for our art and all that dramatic crap. And so when I stepped into coaching, something else woke up in me that I didn't realize had been there. And it was, there was a, a part of me that really loved helping people. There was a part of me that loved discovering how we work and how we function. And, and the teacher in me actually started to wake up too. And so it was learning how to access and harness this part of me. And, and I knew instantly, if I'm going to do this, I need to also, I'm not going to just pay all this money and, and invest in this to just do a lateral shift into another money-making hobby. If I'm going to do this, I need to know about business. I need to know about marketing and sales. And I need to I need to do for coaching what I was not willing to do for acting. And so that also shifted my mindset about how I wanted to show up. There was a trap of this is, you know, when we get trained, like this is how you're supposed, you're supposed to be professional and you have to and present yourself and I would like to this and that. And I have my notepad and I'm taking professional notes and I'm looking professional and I'm being professional. And it was really feeling awkward and uncomfortable. Really um, inauthentic to you. Very inauthentic. And so I started looking more and more into my history as an actor. And one of the cardinal rules and lessons, it, it basically is a law of nature that as actors, the good ones really get, which is that you are your most irresistible and attractive when you are authentically showing up. And when you're trying to be something you're not, it feels awkward, uncomfortable, false, fake, and, and that. So that's that's what acting is, right? You're being something that you're not. If I'm selling, you know, you know, diarrhea medicine, I'm not really suffering from it and I really don't even care about this product, but I have to make it sound beautiful. If I'm playing some Shakespearean character or something like that on stage, I have to find a way to make this very real for me and be authentic and honest about it rather than just fake and going through the motions on how it's supposed to look. And so I started recognizing how that really comes into play as coaches and helping coaches discover how to show up authentically and helping their clients how to step in and show up in their lives authentically. And what I also began to recognize is the more that we know ourselves, mm -hmm. the more that we're able to then show up authentically and the more confident we actually be able to, uh, are able to then be in our lives. See how I'm turning it around to the topic today? Uh -huh, clever. Uh -huh, uh -huh. This man so, knows his stuff. That's, yes, stuff. he does. He knows his stuff. So, so that was the journey. And, and over the last 15 years, it, ha it had been a lot of discovering how my history and past as, a coach, as, a, as an actor, as well as other professions and other jobs and waiting tables and writing restaurant reviews and doing temp work and touring in a circus and all these things that I had done in my past mm -hmm. actually became training ground for how I get to be now as a coach. Which cool. is really beautiful. It's and as you have have walked that journey, Ben, and and settled into your authentic self as a coach, as a coach instructor, because I know that you train other coaches. How does that tend to land on both your clients and fellow coaches? My philosophy on this, if if I have a philosophy, I don't know. Um, suddenly, I feel like I should have a smoking jacket. My philosophy. <laughs> 
But there's something about, if we even look at this as a simple marketing approach, our website presentations, our guest spots on amazing podcasts, our workshops, our teleclasses, all the things that we do to market ourselves, if we're not representing who we are, mm-hmm. then we actually, we're actually doing our potential clients a disservice. Absolutely. And so all of those things are just extensions of us. And it becomes, when we reveal ourselves fully, now it becomes the opportunity for those viewers or, or beholders to self-select. If they don't click with what you're putting out, they're not a good client for you. They're not and a that's good okay. Because and it's okay. People that click with you will click and love you and be your fans and, and you will work together to do marvelous things. And we're not all things to all people. It's, it actually gets even better than that. Those people that click with you, they will actually call you to be your best your natural, most beautiful self. That's what they came for, right? And so how awesome is it that you're not getting paid to coach, you're getting paid to be what is naturally beautiful and powerful and proficient in you. That is where your magic as a coach actually lies. When you're trying to be something that you're not, then our focus and attention is on, okay, am I doing it right? Am I this and that? Right. When you're just being you authentically and responsibly, you don't just go wild. Hey, that's me. You're just going to have to deal with it. That's different. But when you're owning who you are truly, and you've got somebody that says, I want this, that's magic. That's where your coaching becomes easy, effortless, and freaked out amazing. So how did you take your magic and create your program around five words that will explode your coaching? It's a beautiful question, and nobody has ever asked that question, and I love it. And it is, the, it, it is how this particular workshop and this concept came about. I had been showing up, I had been coaching coaches quite a bit and appearing a lot on message boards. It was back in the old days before that Facebook thing And we weren't linking with each other and tweeting and Twittering, but message boards. So I was going on and seeing people, coaches with questions, and then I would answer, oh, this is my thoughts and opinions. And I got contacted by the Minnesota chapter, actually, uh, ICF chapter. And they said, Ben, we love you. You're so great. You're so much fun. You're You're so playful and so creative and clever. Can you give us a workshop that would teach us how to be just like you? So authentic. I know. And instead, without even thinking, I blurted out, no, I can't. But what I can do is I can give you a workshop that will teach you how to be the best you. And I had no idea what I was going to do. But you knew. <laughs> but I, you knew, you but I knew that. that that's, yeah, because, was like, and, and I said, you, you, you don't want to be just like me. Yeah, it's fun. It's also a pain in the butt. And it's, as much as it's exciting and engaging, it's also, it's hard. And I spent, you know, well, at the time, I spent uh, about 37, 40 years, you know, honing my craft of being me mm-hmm. and still not sure if I was doing it right. But I started thinking about this. Okay, this is about authentically showing up. This is about getting to know you um, in a way that you may not already know. And, and if you do know, then, you know, how do you use it and what do you do with this information? And I looked at 
I looked at the work that I've been doing as an actor. You know, there's something about recognizing in, in the acting world, it's not even as intricate as this. There's something about getting to know your type. So at the time, I was the gosh golly boy next door. There is no way I'm going to get cast as, you know, the evil, mean killer or the, the yes. yeah, the total, you know, the, the corporate, you know, guy who screws everybody, you know, I'm not going to, I'm always going to be that sweet guy. And that, and so, okay, then you, sometimes you can get people to kind of cast you against type and you can explore some other parts of you. But other than that, you know, you kind of go where, you know, you fit mm-hmm. because you want to walk in that room and present, I am the best, whatever you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about that. And I went, okay, here's what I want to create. And I put together this simple workshop and, and it's evolved and it's deepened and it's grown over the years. And, and the thing that I love about this exercise is that the application from it, I was mentioning this to you earlier, the, the usage of this information is continues to astound me years and years and years later, as I bring this work into my class, and this is a, a staple part of the advanced coaching class that I teach, that it, it, I'm still like 11, 12 years later after, after I discovered this and presented it, I still go, oh, and you can do this with that information and it's so cool. And you can bring this to your clients and help them. And so it's, a, it's an amazing tool. And all it is, is a simple question that you get to ask everybody else. And that question is? And that question, well, I had to give you a chance to like lead me into it. And um, I do appreciate that. Of course, you, you took that, you took that so beautifully. It's just actually a simple question. What five words describe me when I'm at my best? What's fascinating is I'll hear a lot of people say, oh, I've done that. I've done that exercise before. And some may have, but the version that I often hear of that is, what are my strengths? And this is different because the, my, often people respond to, it's not so much the, the asking of it, it's the, it's the type of response that it evokes. What are my strengths points to the things I do well? Mm-hmm. Well, you're really good at this and you're really good at that. And boy, are you so fantastic at doing this thing. And there's a transience that, that comes along with that and the conditionality. So I'm only this and I'm only good when I'm doing this thing. And so this question really is just how would you describe me, period, when I'm at my best? And for that, then it's that, it's that wonderful coaching world of that being, it's who I am. I was going to say, it's sort of taking your acronym, BDO, and we're focusing on the first part, the being. Yeah. How am I being and how do people see me being versus what am I doing? You're also, you're also loading it for a very specific type of information. You don't want to ask what five words describe me period, Mm because you're going to hear things you don't want to know. And it also, it puts a lot of pressure because typically we don't want to upset or offend the other person. So let's make it easy for the person getting the question. What five words describe me when I'm at my best? And then you hear what it is that they like about you. You are fun. You are playful. You are creative. You are so organized. You know, you are so caring and compassionate. You are... It's such a beautiful, first off, it's a great acknowledgement just to hear who you are. Because again, we compliment people on the things they do, which then sends sort of an unspoken signal of, yeah, you, you suck when you don't do this thing, which is the problem like in the sports world. 
Mm-hmm. You'll see this. Their success hinges on if they did something right. And you look at those champions, and, it, and it's now, it's, you see this like over the last couple of years, it, it's in the newspapers. Well, they were champions before they even won the World Series. Well, yeah, because they walked in going, even if we lose a game, that doesn't mean we're losers. We are still winners. We are still mm-hmm. successful. Regardless of what happens, this is who we are. And so this question goes right to that heart. Who am I? I may not be doing these things. I may be totally untapped into my beauty and power, and I may be showing up like a total idiot and a loser, but I am still these things in me. I'm so just once, not using them. So once somebody gets this information, they, yeah. they go oh. forward, they ask people, what five words describe me when I'm at my best? What yeah. then? What then, Ben? Well, here you go. You're going to hear from just one person, right? That's their opinion. The other thing we know is that often people's, um, the things that people like about others is a direct reflection of their own values. Absolutely. For the things that, the, the things that you and I admire about somebody and that we love and appreciate is really just a representation of our own values and what we love and, and what is important to us. So flip it around, that feedback from somebody else is coming through their own filters about what's important to them. So it's not the end all be all truth. It is a truth. Now, if you go around and you ask, let's say, 20 people, now you got 20 people each with their own filters, through their own filters, and and they're each giving you five words. You've done amassed a hundred words, and you're going to start to see certain words constantly being brought up. And if you're, especially if you're reaching out to different circles and communities, so you know, family and friends and work and clients and uh, hobby groups and church or, you know, religious organizations, you know, and, and Facebook and whatever. Now you're getting this well-rounded perception of this is how the world sees you. And you've got those five words that continue to rise to the top that are mentioned over and over and over again. This is the richness of who you are, naturally, powerfully, and proficiently, effortlessly, you are this. Then we can make the assumption, this is what they love about you. Because look at the people that you love and the things, the qualities that you would say, but those are the things you love about them, right? Right. And those are the things you want more out of your friends and the people you love. You know, I would love it if you were more of this because I love it. Who doesn't want more of what you love? So turn it back to us. We are getting this feedback and information. These are the five words that we love about you. These are the five words we find to be irresistible and attractive and engaging. And we want more of this. So now as a coach, when I'm working with coaches on this, this is then just helping coaches to really learn to tap in and trust that, to access it when we're defaulting and going out. It's just strengthening that muscle because it's already in us. It's like the electricity in our house. It's always there. We just may not be plugged into it. So here's, we just learn and continue practice about how to plug into it and how it shows up in your coaching. When I do this with my non-coaching clients or normal people, as I like to call them, then it's really how do you, again, access and tap into this part of you that is that makes your life so beautiful, so easy and effortless and powerful. And it's amazing how 
that then shows up with parents. It makes parenting easier. It makes employees easier uh, in, at the workplace. It makes all that easier. Mm-hmm. It makes leadership easier. It makes it makes everything easier because we don't have to work so hard at what we're not. We just get to work at, what, at who we are and use that to our advantage. Yes. Anyway. Yes. So when you work with coaches around this exercise, what are some of the things that you see in how following through and working through the entire exercise, what does that do to their level of confidence as It explodes. A coach? Well, funny, that's the title. It explodes your confidence. Um, and part of why that works so well is because um, confidence actually comes, it, it's the Latin word fide, uh, like in fidelity. And it's all about trust. And so when we're talking about confidence, especially coaching confidence, in the class I teach, the first lesson we do a scale about how confident you are as a coach. Like zero, you know, zero to 10. I love that tool. Zero to 10. Zero is I am the worst coach in the world. Do not contact me. You will get better coaching from a frog than you will from me. And we all know in the animal kingdom, frogs are actually the worst coaches out there. I've, so, I've read an article about that in NPR. Yeah. Know, yeah, exactly. It was, it was an NPR thing. Yeah. And so, so a 10 is that bring it on. Whatever you got, bring it on. Whatever you need, I can be that for you. And whatever happens, I can handle it. It doesn't mean that we've got it all covered and we know right. exactly and we've got all the fixes. It's that whatever happens, all that unpredictable stuff. We know we can handle it. That is deep, high confidence. You look at any brilliant, amazing coach out there, it's how they are handling that giant question mark that is the client. And the more that we know ourselves, and this is who I am, and this is what I get to trust in myself, that allows us then to open up and create a deeper, richer connection to ourselves. How can you possibly connect to your client's greatness? if you cannot connect to yourself. So it's connecting to your own power and greatness. It's trusting that even more so that when things get conflicting and hard, you know, I can fall back on this. It's, it just works in so many ways. And so it, again, it's strengthening a muscle because we, we don't come from this place naturally in our society. We're not trained to live our most brilliant, powerful selves. We're trained to do other stuff. Well, and actually um, we're, we're wired for a negativity yeah. bias as, as human beings. So yeah, yeah definitely yeah. any exercise that we can do to strengthen that muscle. And this sounds like such a rich exercise and I'm sure that oh. it brings so many benefits. One more that I'd like to take our time to look at is that in the exploding coaching profession right now, one of the things that, that coaches want to do is stand out in the crowd, right? What's their distinction? And what does this exercise do to help explore distinction? Beautiful question. Here is the unfortunate hard truth that I'm going to tell every single coach out there. You may already know this because you're awesome. Coaches, hard truth. What you do is dime a dozen. It is commonplace. There are thousands and tens of thousands of coaches just like you doing exactly what you do. Well, thank you for that, Ben. So good night, everybody. Bye. Um, Yeah, (laughs) drive safely. And, 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 and yes, there's more to that. I mean, but that's the thing we have to get clear. We, We try to advertise all these stuff that we do. 
and yet everybody else is doing the same thing. So what? And how you do that, how you show up, how you engage, those qualities, those strengths, those characteristics, that those beautiful essences of you is what makes the difference. And there is nobody else who does it just like you do. So the bottom line is coaches will come to you checking out to solve their problem, which is what you do. So you have to be able to do that, but they're going to choose you because of how they feel when you are with them. And that comes from those five words and your qualities and how they engage with them. You will attract the, the perfect clients for you, anybody, once you get your five words, is those clients who share five those words, hey, I am this, you are that, let's all be this together. This is great. Now, when two energies meet that are similar, they combine and expand exponentially. It's amazing. The other perfect demographic that you get to then target yourself are those clients who are not like you at all and want it. I am looking, and I've lost count how many times I've had somebody going, a coach come up to me and say, I need more playfulness in my coaching. I'm struggle with it. Do you happen to know of somebody who's like brilliant at being creative and playful and wise? Come to me. I am the poster child for that. So once you get to know your five words, here's the other thing. We've all been, we all come across all these wonderful affirmations, right? I want you to stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself I'm powerful, I'm amazing, I'm a beautiful, brilliant, amazing coach, and I can do anything. And it's a lot of crap because all it takes, we cannot lie to ourselves. So all it takes is one thing to pop up and that little thing in the back of our head that goes, oh yeah, what a lie. And it actually reinforces these affirmations don't work. So now we're just lying to ourselves and proving that it doesn't work. Yet, these five words, they're true. They're true because other people whom you love and who love you said this about you. There was used not to be a just phrase, one, not just two. But not just got, one, but two. You have yeah. a whole bunch of people. So now you have a general consensus, a, a giant group of people who say, hey, by the way, this is true about you. You now have an affirmation that you can repeat to yourself. You can deepen and strengthen in the mirror. You can write power phrases on your wall or on your computer or your phone or whatever it is. And your brain goes, yeah, that is true, which makes it grow and even wider and further. Like I said, the applications of this just keep going and going. Just keep going and going. And yeah. we would love to keep going and going with it. <laughs> but I do. So if somebody wanted to kind of implement this, play with it, experiment with it, yeah. what would what would you recommend as a way for them to dip their toe into the Okay. World? So let's assume you've asked the question to 20 people. You've heard back from 20 people. By the way, fun to do on Facebook because then people are, oh, me too. I'll put that in. And now you've got, uh, let's say you've gotten your five words, the ones that really rise to the top. You've got this wonderful affirmation phrase. One of the first things that I point to coaches is before you begin coaching, before that phone rings or before that client steps in the room or whatever, however you begin to engage, take that moment to remind yourself of who you are. I am already this coach, not I want to be this coach. Even I want to be that in five minutes. It's projecting it in the future. It's actually owning you are it right now. I am already a five words coach. And there's something that happens to just own that. 
Um, there's so much work that comes after that of really strengthening right. and deepening and solidifying. But at the very least, taking a, just a nice deep breath and just reminding yourself, this is who I am as you walk into your coaching. Have it written out. Put it up where you coach so that when you're coaching or if you're in person, have it on your little notepad. Like, oh, I'm a, so that when you get caught and stuck and, and, oh, crap, what do I do now? You've got this to remind you, hey, don't worry about it, coach. You are this. And these are, remember, these are all qualities that are already naturally powerful, proficient, easy, and effortless. The hard part is that we forget. That's it. So if we just remember, this is who you are. Now we have the option. Awareness is one of the things I point out to my coaches all the time. With awareness, we have choice. So if you have the awareness of what you actually, who you are, Mm -hmm. now you have the choice as to whether or not you want to stay in this crappy spot or go to this wonderful place. The choice is up to you. To step right into it and and live there or to step away from it. Such powerful information. Such fun to spend time with you. I know that you're absolutely passionate about the world of coaching and connecting coaching coaches with resources and you offer all sorts of incredible resources. So let's talk a little bit about I'm proud of yes I do. I'm proud of what I got. So Um, let's talk a little bit about what people can access through Yeah. Got various books and things. But the the two that I'm, uh, I mean, they're all wonderful, but obviously that would take another hour to list all the things. The two that I'm really proud of is the the advanced coaching class that I teach, the the fast path to masterful coaching. I called this, I discovered this, and it's now, it's grown to like 20 lessons. And it's not about, this is my method, do it my way, and then it'll be great coaching, because that's a bunch of hogwash. That it works great for that person, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Where I work is the science and the artistry and the performance of coaching so that you get to discover how you get to be the best coach you are here to be. And it's, I've yet to come across anything else like it. There's some other great courses out there, but this is really, it's advanced coaching. You have to be trained already, but it's how to then use your coaching tools. That exercise, we learned that five words exercise in lesson two, and then the rest of the entire course, we're just deepening and using that to really strengthen your coaching, just as the intro to each of the major lessons. Mm-hmm. And then there's powerful lessons that continue on. Uh, and the whole design was this concept of that it takes 10,000 hours to be a master, mm-hmm. which again, I challenge and I question, I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like if I'm at 9,999, I'm kind of an average, okay, mediocre coach, but then ding, I've got it. Hooray. So what's to me, what's much more important, it's not the number, it's what gets discovered in that giant number of time. And if we can focus and harness what actually is the difference between regular good coaching and that master coaching, if we can identify what the difference is, now we can set our sights on how to achieve it. We do this with our clients, right? What's the end point that you're moving towards? Let's design and really identify what does it look like? What does it feel like? How does it, how does that, what's the whole essence of that in the final uh, experience? And then let's go. So we do that with our co- coaching as well. And so it's the fast path to masterful coaching because it shortcuts the journey so that you can accelerate and get to that point 
faster. The other thing I'm tremendously proud of is it's not a course, it's an open call. It's called the Coaching Skills Forum. And these are free calls twice a month that are open to all coaches to join in. And every call, we spend a whole hour digging into a single aspect of our coaching, 90 different skills that, that I've created this list from. And it's everybody's shared wisdom. And so it's just every single call is ridiculously brilliant. And the beauty is they're free calls. It is, in my experience, out of the 15 years I've been coaching, it is the largest, longest, consistent, free, powerful, valuable resource for all coaches out there. There's over 270, at this time, there's over 275 archived recordings on the website that anybody can listen to at any time and dig into our coaching. What are we talking about? What makes it important? What gets in our way and challenges us as coaches to use these skills? I highly invite everybody to join in. They are amazing. I can't say that enough. And they're free. So why would you not? Exactly. And what an incredible resource. One of the things that I hear, and I think we talked about that coaches sometimes feel isolated. They're sort of in their own business. They're doing their own, not everybody, but even internal coaches can sometimes feel isolated because they might be the only internal coach in the organization or whatever. So being able to have this resource where you can grow and expand and either listen to or participate in to, to focus on coaching and how to be the best coaches you can be, that's really, really powerful. So what a wonderful resource that you're offering. Well, plus, and this is kind of an extra bonus that I hadn't expected, but there are a lot of recurring coaches that come in, you know, call after call after call, some for several months, some for a few years. And so even then, there's this lovely little rich community where, you know, somebody will, hey, oh, you're back. Hey, welcome. And then somebody new comes in. Oh, welcome. So glad you're here. Please keep coming. And it just keeps getting, it's all you know, whenever the time works, come on in and join. And it, it, it will always be welcome. It will always be valuable. And I promise you will always walk away with something that you can put right into your coaching immediately. And so, so those are those are on your website. And so my website, bedo.org. Bedo.org. Yep. B-E-D-O as in being and doing.org. Excellent. Yeah. Ben, thank you for your time today, for sharing your energy and your perspective and all the value that you bring to the world of coaching. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad to be able to share. So what a fabulous idea, huh? When are you going to begin your experiment? with asking 20 people for your five words. Let's stay in touch about this on our Facebook page at Star Coaches on Facebook. If you'd like to know more about Ben Dooley, visit our resource page at starcoachshow.com and we will have links to the incredible resources and Ben's website at starcoachshow.com. Now, I have a favor to ask. If you are enjoying the show, I would love to get our reach even further and attract more coaches and people who can benefit from the incredible wisdom that guests like Ben share. So I would ask you to please rate and review on iTunes. There is a link at starcoachshow.com to be able to get to the reviews. 
or you can do so right on, on iTunes. I would so appreciate every favorable review we get increases the reach of our show and helps people find us. So best of luck getting your five words and stay focused on what you most need for yourself this week. Until next week, this is Meg Rinchler wishing you the very best for your coaching success.